I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. Jennifer here with Online for Authors. And I'm happy today to be with Malcolm Saunders of The Light Seller. Hi, Malcolm. Hey, wonderful. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. Got some interesting things happening this year, kicking January off to a great start. Most notably, and what we're going to be chatting about today is uh, the world of medicinal mushrooms. And and we'll include the magic ones in that as well. I think I've always had a bit of a fascination with mushrooms, especially with them being associated with with magical realms and with fairy tales. Uh, You know, when I was a teenager, uh, specifically as I got into, you know, deeper genres of of music and art uh, and my own kind of experimentation with uh, mind-altering substances, uh, the the magic mushrooms came along and uh, really just kind of anchored my my fascination with with that world, just really literally can open up your eyes to to new worlds, new dimensions, uh, things that are are beyond uh, the everyday. I mean, I was born and raised in Calgary and uh, always always felt a little disconnected from the the kind of the the standard American culture that, that we find ourselves in. It was always looking deeper and music was a big channel that way, as, as I mentioned, some other things. And yeah, it was, it was mushrooms that uh, at that time that really kind of, you know, primarily through uh, psychedelic experiences, uh, but then also, you know, getting into the, into them as a food uh, as at that time, I used to be a vegetarian and uh, you know, mushrooms hold promise and potential of, of great nutritive source and actually from a, a non-animal based food are are fairly high in protein. So from a food standpoint, I was looking at them that way. And then very shortly after that, as I kind of got into the world of herbs, started to look at, uh, be exposed to the idea of, of mushrooms as, as kind of a, a therapeutic and something that's supportive. And it was my friend Yara Willard uh, and his dad, Dr. Terry Willard, who actually wrote a book on reishi mushroom. And I remember back in those days, like, you know, he was taking his reishi you know, every single day in the capsules. And uh, he, he used to call it like, you know, meditation in a capsule. Terry's a really fascinating guy, super intellectual. And, uh, you know, he has this got this little tagline that, you know, Reishi helps protect the academic from their own mind. (laughs) (laughs) Circular thinking that we can get into. And the mushrooms are, are very grounding that way. My business, which, you know, you got right on the screen there, you know, light sellers, superfoods was an extension of, you know, what are those foods, you know, that like that I feel that turn the light bulbs on uh, and through my my journey of studying nutrition, you know, working in that, you know, health and wellness field. I used to work at a local kind of natural food store years and years and years ago. And kind of the first idea, a concept of a quote unquote, a superfood, you know, I I watch people come in for, it was hemp protein, you know, and hemp oil and hemp seeds, like they were just kind of hitting the market. 
And people would go crazy for it. Like we just could not keep it in stock. Uh, like it had such a profound impact on them. They're like, oh, I, I got to have more, right? They're, they're, they just intuitively knew the body spoke. There was that response. They felt it. Uh, and I've kind of been following that type of thread ever since, right? So I lay no claim, no definition on what is a superfood, right? It's what is super to you? What lights you up? What goes, oh, wow, that's what I want. And uh, I love that approach. And, and many people have it to food and nutrition, this kind of added in right there's there's the old paradigm of like oh well you can't eat this and you shouldn't eat that and you know kind of you focus on all the negatives and all the bads and you know don't 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 uh but we know how well that turns out don't think of a purple elephant bing the first thing you do right you can't get it off your mind but if we allow ourselves that freedom to explore the good stuff the juiciness right we'll just be naturally drawn that way if they say like oh well cannabis that's that's a gateway drug it's it's a great great way herb because you know until someone realizes that plants can affect your consciousness that way <laughs> most aren't really open to it right like my, my dad he says i don't believe in herbs like, I don't even know what that means, but you know, like if you've never had an experience with plants or with mushrooms and, and the potential within them. And of course, not all plants and mushrooms have the same experience, but that's the journey is, is to explore and see how they really feed and nourish you physically, psychically. Uh, and you start to pick out these, these species and you follow the science and you look at the traditions and lore around what cultures uh, around the world, you know, what foods did they revere? What, what was super to them? What stood out among the diversity of their diet is like this one, this is really special. It, as much as we do know, we probably know, uh, we know that we don't know even a fraction of what this entire kingdom offers of the tens of thousands of species of fungi that are out there. Uh, there's very few that humans uh, know about, study, eat and use on, on uh, even a semi-regular basis. Uh, so it's, it's vastly kind of untapped in its potential, not only for human health, both mental, physical, uh, even emotional, psychological, spiritual health, uh, but also um, as someone like Paul Stamets so famously uh, illustrated in his TED Talks and books, uh, you know, how mushrooms can save the world, you know, this, this idea of micro-remediation. And there's also, you know, mushrooms as, as materials, uh, things that we can wear, things that we can use, you know, and, and this has been around for a long, long time. Our ancestors knew that. There's a uh, a person that was dubbed Otsi the Iceman, and he's uh, one of the kind of oldest, most well-preserved human specimens that has ever been found and studied. And uh, this man had several species of fungi on his person, right? And we think about, oh, sure, you know, he must have had a backpack, he must have had this, you know, it's like, no, this is a hunter-gatherer style person with very, very, very few uh, possessions and things on him. But yet, fungi were such an ally that he had uh, several species on him for, you know, different purposes. You know, one of them was to actually kind of uh, make fire, to keep fire. There's a, there's a particular mushroom called the tinder conch that he was carrying with him. Uh, he also had some medicinal mushrooms on him. So we've, we've wow. us and the fungi, we go way, way back, don't we? The journey through mushrooms we know goes back, predates everything. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of people miss that most of our modern day medicine or what you would consider a pharmaceutical is it actually came from herbs in the first place. I mean, there was an evolution of what we now call medicine and what they've done is they've created 
synthesized and they've created synthetics and they, they've made any kind of all kinds of derivatives out of what was grown in nature. Yeah, absolutely. What a great point. You know, I don't know the exact percentage, but it's a it's a large one uh, of pharmaceuticals comes from the fungi kingdom. And, and maybe the, the one that we all know the most, penicillin, right? That's actually a fungi. Uh, and even, you know, cholesterol lowering drugs like the statins, the lovostatins. Well, turns out there are naturally uh, occurring statin compounds in many of the medicinal mushrooms, including oyster mushroom. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, our kind of modern medicine has always looked to nature for inspiration for, you know, source ingredients, uh, source chemicals. And uh, over the years, you know, we've moved from this kind of universal uh, folk medicine, right? Herbal medicine has always been the people's medicine. It's there, it's accessible. It's, it's what they were, had access to and off the land. And uh, slowly, slowly, we've kind of, you know, shifted. And there's definitely been, been some kind of intentful practices to kind of, you know, diminish uh, herbal medicine. And, and this, this shouldn't be a kind of a, an either or. I think it should be an and, right? Let's, let's take the boast of, best of both worlds. And especially when herbal medicine uh, can be so accessible to everybody, uh, not only from kind of a, an access point of, you know, going out literally into the woods, gathering that medicine, making it ourselves. Um, yeah, it is very accessible. So you do give tours of forging, like, can you go on forging expeditions and you take people in our local environment and show them how they can actually find various different mushrooms. So I just want to talk about um, a few of the, the most popular mushrooms that are really out there because all they think about is those little um, crummy or those types of mushrooms or the mushrooms, the portobellas or the stuff that you um, cook with that uh, is common in a, in a grocery store. And there's way more um, that you can find at the light cellar with regards to mushrooms, like the powders that you add to beverages and soups and stews and, and, and different things. So like lion's mane and turkey tail, mushrooms like that. We often use the, the terms, you know, fungi and mushrooms interchangeably. Right. So we'll first make that distinction where, you know, we have the fungi kingdom, which uh, includes uh, organisms that produce a mushroom. So it's, it's technically a, a fungi of which you know, single cell yeast like uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, what's used in beer brewing or the yeast used in bread making, you know, those are actually fungi as well. Uh, they're single cell yeast. And some fungi produce mushrooms, which are the reproductive uh part of that organism. So I like to use the analogy. It's like the apple on the tree. Uh, right. And then the tree is, is the fungi. Most people know about uh, mushrooms, like you mentioned, you know, that we can find at the grocery store, great place to start. And I would say that all mushrooms are medicinal, but not all uh, mushrooms are edible. Right. So to varying degrees, they've all got a different amount of, of medicine, different properties, different benefits. Uh, but one of my favorite authors, uh, Robert Rogers, so he's written over 50 books. And uh, I think we can see the title and everything there. Just the mushrooms, human clinical trials. Uh, you know, he says all mushrooms modulate the immune system. 
what does that mean? So it means that that modulation, whether you have an overactive immune system helps bring it down, whether you have an underactive immune system helps bring it up versus, you know, some uh, plants, some herbs, they're unidirectional. So they might stimulate the immune system, right? Or they might suppress the immune system. And this is where kind of, you know, the, the wisdom and intelligence of a practitioner or an individual knowing that the herbs and the plants that they're working with uh, comes into play, right? What is the kind of the action of what I'm working with, whereas mushrooms have this kind of dual directional, this modulation uh, effect. So uh, some of them doing it to greater or lesser degrees, but all mushrooms have this inherent uh, property in medicine. Mm. Uh, so when we go to the, the grocery store, uh, things like, you know, the button mushrooms, like you mentioned, portobellos, brown buttons, white mushrooms, uh, they've got great medicinal properties, uh, maybe not as much as some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, uh, but they're also delicious, right? They're, they're edible mushroom that we can cook and we use them in our, in our cuisine. And there's many, many, many different types of uh, edible mushrooms, including ones that we can go into the forest and can wild forage uh, here ourselves. Now, there are many medicinal mushrooms that aren't edible. And by edible, I don't mean poisonous. I mean, uh, you won't be able to chew them. You won't be able to break them down. Their cellular structure is too hard. And, and a lot of these mushrooms actually grow off of trees. So these might be called the tree polypores or the, or the wood conks. And instead of having gills underneath, like the classic mushroom that we think of, these things have this kind of smooth surface that's actually full of many, many little holes or polypores, multipores. We can't actually kind of chew them or break them down or digest them so we need to extract them other ways just to get the medicine that's out of them and so that's when you're talking about these different forms you can find it in. you can find you know the whole kind of raw mushroom where you get out your big cauldron and you throw it in with eye of newt and <laughs> you, you brew up a nice beverage um or, you know, you can also do what's called uh, tinctering or alcohol extraction, right? Like vanilla extract is one of the, the best well-known examples of uh, an alcohol tincture. We call it a, a kind of a food and a flavor extract, which it is, but it also is a method to kind of pull the benefits, the properties of, of literally any herb or mushroom uh, into it, into much kind of very easy to use, directly absorbable uh, property. Now, there are other forms of, of these mushrooms mushrooms in, in different products where you can get them. So either raw or whole in tincture form or in a, in a powdered extract where they've either been hot water or alcohol extracted for you and then dried back down to a powder. So, you know, one of the great analogies is like, you know, imagine taking a carrot, juicing it, and then freeze drying the juice. Uh, so that when you add it to water or when you ingest it, it's just you know, instant nutrients, instant medicine that goes right in uh, and it becomes accessible and, and available. Yeah, a concentrated state. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. totally. So, you know, it allows for really anybody this concept that we talked about, of, you know, to add in the mushrooms uh, to any level that they're their inspiration leads them to, you know, we get a lot of people coming to the store. Oh, I heard about these mushrooms. want to get into them. And the first thing I ask is like, Hey, do you love making tea? You know, or do you love the flavor of mushrooms? Not everyone loves the flavor. Um, I'm sure if you've made it this far into the conversation to anybody watching, uh, there, there's probably some interest uh, in, in regards to flavor, but I get not, the same for everybody. And there is a spectrum. Some of them do taste kind of that classic mushroomy type flavor. And then we have things like chaga, which is very kind of earthy, even almost like kind of like dark vanilla notes and not something you'd associate with a 
quote unquote, in mushroom flavor. So one can, you know, take these extract powders mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you have them in your purse and you could be, you know, out for a coffee and you can literally just take as small as an eighth or a quarter of a teaspoon or a little couple of squirts from your tincture bottle, add it to your coffee and you've kind of taken it to, to the next level. There's, there's a multi-level marketing company out there. Uh, they, they claim to have the healthiest coffee in the world. Oh. And uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, once you get to the bottom of it, it's like, oh, well, it's just because they had mushrooms to the coffee, right? They're adding yeah. reishi. And they got study after study after proving all these benefits. And it all comes down to the reishi. So you can do that too at home or out, uh, out of the coffee shop. But I know that I'm familiar with, um, uh, like I said, the lion's mane, uh, turkey tail, changa, uh, reishi. And, and you have... Um, ashwagandha but there's also the uh, super seven now the super seven can you tell us a little bit more about the super seven oh sure so that's a, a little blend that we put together and there's there's some research out there that you know when you combine some of these medicinal mushrooms they kind of give you uh, a broader spectrum of benefits and then they can even enhance each other's properties you know this idea mm -hmm. of kind of alchemy and, and synergy there's certain commonalities that all the mushrooms have in terms of benefits. One of them we mentioned was that immunomodulation. Mm -hmm. uh, but then each of the mushrooms can kind of be known for its, its own unique, more like star feature properties, right? Like chaga is incredible antioxidant and mm -hmm. has one of the most incredible like mineral profiles. So literally you could be consuming chaga as uh, a mineral supplement and to get some of the kind of unique, maybe harder to find and even common minerals uh, in, in such an easy potent form. Reishi we talked about uh, really good for blood sugar balance, really good for cardiovascular health. We talked a little bit about kind of the, the kind of mental uh, psychic uh, benefits that it has and you know lion's mane that you had mentioned as well is really known for uh brain health nervous system health shiitake which is mm -hmm. one of those ones that you know you could find in a grocery store it's actually decently common and quite treasured as a, as a delicious edible mushroom uh but then has these fantastic uh, medicinal benefits so it's got the chaga it's got reishi it's got lion's mane it's got turkey tail mm -hmm. um it's got the idea is you take each one of those right and then you put them all together and you get this nice full spectrum we chose seven there's many products that have five and some have you know 21 and others have 16 mm -hmm. you know the further out you go let's say if you go to 21 different mushrooms obviously you're going to get less of each one of them and just more of that kind of broad spectrum we thought seven was a nice uh, kind of number taking, you know, again, those, those top medicinal mushrooms, the ones that have, you know, the most history of use, the most scientific research around them, kind of the broadest spectrum of benefits, just putting it all into, into one uh, jar and it's, it's in a bulk powder. So, so I know some people prefer capsules. I'm, I love bulk and I love to, even if I do have capsules, I usually end up opening them up, you know, yeah. putting them places. I want to taste it. Right. We know that yeah. uh, part of the benefit of medicine is, is coming from the taste. So it's super easy just to kind of portion out and put in it, put into anything, literally. Medicinal mushroom symposium. This is a live event 
uh, world-renowned experts on the topic of medicinal mushrooms. Yeah, that's right. So this is something that's uh, becoming annual uh, every March. So this will be our second annual, even though we have also done uh, mushroom symposiums in the past, just now that we're going to commit to doing it to every year, just because the field is so large, it is so vast and so fascinating. And it's a really unique opportunity to get together with other, you know, mycophiles, people who are interested, fascinated by uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms. So we've got uh, confirmed uh, Robert Rogers. So he's uh, again author of, of this and more than 50 other books. Uh, he's actually got a brand new book coming out talking about uh, the psilocybin mushrooms. And okay. those are the, the, the magic mushrooms from Fresh Caps, Tony. And uh, he's going to be talking about the growing of mushrooms. Uh, we've got an ethnomycologist. So he's really going to bring insight into kind of maybe the more kind of technical aspects of and historical aspects of mushrooms. He's from the Fungi Academy. Uh, we have a woman named Amanita Dreamer. Specialty is actually working with Amanita muscaria mushrooms. And that, that is probably the most famous mushroom in the world. It's that red-capped little white dot uh, mushroom. We have Denis Manzer, who's uh, kind of the co host and organizer with myself, he's going to be talking about the world of yeasts. So those single cell yeasts and how kind of prevalent and pervasive they are out in the wild and how we can utilize them in our everyday. In the past, we've had David Wolf, we've had Terry Willard, we've had Yara Willard. We've got a great network of folks to, to draw upon, to bring about their knowledge. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've been a part of some of these summits where, you know, sometimes it's, it's all day, you know, it's like 30 speakers, you know, like from nine till five. And, you know, personally, I've been a part of those too. And it's just, it's overwhelming, isn't it? <laughs> it just, there's just no way you can devote that much time time, focus, and attention to really even retaining that. So we want to offer kind of that level of education and immersion, but we want to spread it out. Short little deep dives, two per night, you know, seven to nine mountain standard time. It's all online. So people will tune in first presentation at seven, second one at eight, and then it's manageable. It's digestible. And everyone will get the recordings afterwards. Anybody on the live, it's interactive. There's questions happening. We'll just caveat. I mean, oftentimes you hear about these events and it's like, you know, 300,000 people, you know, live. And it's like, no, we have about a hundred, <laughs> you know, sometimes on calls, there's only 50. It just depends on, on, on who shows up at night and who's able to tune in. So it, it's very intimate. It's very unique opportunity to really uh, connect with the presenters, connect with other people on the forum, get your questions uh, asked and, and answered. So it's, it's exciting. And you also have additional PDF booklets that, that go with them. You're giving tips about culinary use and recipes, as well as, you know, harvesting and forging, microdosing and growing your own. You know, there's so much in this event that people can take away that it was just wonderful to be able to talk to you uh, and share more about it with others. Cool. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and thanks for highlighting that, this, this event, the diversity of everything that's being offered. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. Is there anything you want to leave viewers with? Just that, um, you know, welcome to the world of, of fungi. Begin to explore it. If you're, if you're 
you know, zero steps in, now's the time. And, and the Mushroom Symposium can be a great way for beginners as well as those who are kind of seasoned and, and enthusiastic alike. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, a great opportunity. So whether you're just starting your journey or you're already kind of, you know, 10 steps in, uh, even some of the greatest mycologists, like I've spent time with, with Paul Stamets out in Cortez Island, and it was just neat to see those guys who you think, well, they, they must know it all. No, yeah. They were there with their field guides going like, okay, what is this one? They're trying to key it out. They, they had no idea. Um, it just goes to show like how, how vast and how fascinating it is. And uh, I, I think there's a, there's a unique side benefit that happens. Anyone, anyone that I've met that that's really into, you know, mushrooms on, on any level uh, is, is very unique, a very character, you know, it, if, I'm not sure if I could really encapsulate it, but maybe it uh, it helps you become more uniquely yourself. Uh, if you ever go to like a mycologist association, just a bunch of characters, right? Really unique bunch, uh, genuine, interested, intelligent people. Uh, so I don't know if that's just who's drawn to mushrooms or the mushrooms maybe help, you know, bring that out in yourself. Maybe it's a bit of both. Right. Yeah. Malcolm, you have a coupon offer for those who are listening. Do you want to share that? Yeah, that's absolutely. So we've got, um, you know, here we are, this, this interview is coming out, you know, into February. So it means that the early bird has already come and gone, but we uh, have a coupon code where that is now extended. So if you've been watching and you're inspired and you want to register, so you go to lightseller.ca, find that link for the uh, live events, Medicinal Mushroom Symposium 2022, and you're going to Enter in the coupon code WAC. So we are Calgary 2022, and that'll get you 20 bucks off. Just extends the early bird uh, discount. And uh, yeah, love to have you join us. Fantastic. Thank you, Malcolm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for everyone that tuned in. And we'll hope to see you at the live event. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.